0: Hello all you waking nightmares out there. Welcome back to Erico Blueberry and Unassuming Destiny podcast. My name is Chilliban.
1: Uh-oh, I'm in your backyard right now. Smacky.
0: Wait, are you? Yeah. I need to go. Anyway, um we are I think now properly at the end of the season story. But it's also Bungee Day/Week. slash week um so there's a there's a lot of cool stuff happening um but I think we should probably start by think wrapping, wrapping up the story stuff um because as i I mean it wasn't really a prediction. I'm not like a fucking wizard here. It was pretty clear from last week that there was going to be more this week uh to finish off the the quest and kind of wrap things up. um and we got that. There was another mission which you can only run once. And then it's gone from the map, uh, which is kind of yeah. a bummer because I'd love to go back with a goofy build for the cutscene, get the silly uh, armour look going.
1: I had my trash deer on, Good. so. <laughs>
0: um, but, yeah, I kind of took some notes as I was going through it. Um, and then you went through it, what, yesterday?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty much. I didn't add anything extra because I spotted all the same things.
0: Yeah, cool. Um, so where does it start? My notes are a mess. Uh, the mission's name, which I thought was quite good, was Catharsis. Yeah, you know, it's a nice, nice way to tie a little bow on the on the whole on the whole joint.
1: And as soon as I saw the mission name, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna cry, aren't I?"
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we opened by Leviathan. We finally go through the doors towards Callus' throne room, which we kind of did in the first mission. At the opening of the season, before we fell through the. No, we didn't fall through the floor. We had to turn around and run back out of the room. This time, yes. we go into the throne world. The floor kind of takes us down on an elevator. Now, when I entered that room, doors opened, and you see like a bunch of nightmares hovering in a circle. I like. Yeah. I, I stopped for a second. I was like, fuck, is that five of them? Is that Eris's fire team? And then you, you, step, you can step to the side and see that it's actually more than that it's just they're forming a circle where there's one missing and that's kind of where you walk straight into um but yeah a whole bunch of nightmares just standing in a circle hovering um you go stand on the plate and it takes you down to basically just straight into the boss fight right like that's the mission
1: um you walk no you walk down where all of Calluses, automatons are. Oh, yeah, that's
0: right. And, there's and it's a line of, of nightmares. Yeah. And then there's a portal. And the, that's right.
1: And then your portal.
0: Yes. Because yeah. I was going
1: to say, I was while I was doing that, I was watching one of our favorite podcasts, TMG. Mm-hmm. Like, I just had that running in the background. Interesting and choice. And the, the timing <laughs> was almost serendipitous because it was the episode where Ben and Emil are on and Ben takes acid.
0: Oh, Yes. And I'm walking down
1: this hallway as Cody Co. goes, nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. Oh, yeah. I (laughs) loved it. I had to, like, stop playing for a second because the timing was incredible. I had to, like, turn the podcast off because I was like, shit.
0: You know how often that clip has played in my head while I've been running the stuff this yeah, season. Just, just to be nightmare, walking nightmare.
1: just to be walking down the hallway to Noel doing that high-pitched cackle and just Cody Co go go going, Nightmare, Nightmare, Nightmare. I was like, no. This
0: is fucking this. with me. I can't do this. Uh, it's so good. Um, but yeah, You're we're kind of just, just making our way towards this, this boss fight which is essentially Keitel Fighting, suck yeah fighting big ghost kellus so like for anyone who's done the leviathan raid it's the like shadow realm side of of kellus where it's like the giant purple skull who does the big suck um it's that kind of version of 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 him um yeah kind of a a weird wave based semi passive boss fight it was not what I was expecting
1: it was just a uh... I think it was just a vehicle to drive the um, the conversation with everyone.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it was... Organically? It was, yeah, largely Keitel v. Callus. Um, we were just kind of there to clear ads and stand in her little bubble. And then occasionally kill some yellow bar big... Uh, nightmares. Big, big nightmares. Um, but yeah, like... It took me a second to realize that I, I'm not supposed to be doing damage to Callus in this fight because I just looked down and I was like, "Oh, a third of his health was gone. I didn't do that."
1: <laughs> I am. Um, yeah, there was there was a few really interesting, little small things that I don't know. I tend to notice those weird little things. Mm. I think that's my job in our fire team, just being like, "Hey, did anyone notice this?" And people are like. Oh, yeah. Oh weird. I noticed when you first teleport in, she's wearing all of her, like, Empress garb. Yeah. She's got, like, the big feathers and the head, like, the headpiece. And then when it comes time to address, like, Callus, her father, and then it's almost like in the moment she kind of, where they have that back and forth, and then she realizes that, spoiler alert, he's dead. She goes in to fight him, but she takes off... All of that garb, mm. and I feel like that was kind of a like representative movement, law wise, where mm-hmm. she's kind of shedding the old ways of the cabal,
0: yeah,
1: to kind of fight her demons. Like, and part of her demons is that she's conflicted about breaking tradition. Obviously, that representation of goal like bullying her over doing things differently,
0: yeah.
1: Um, so for me, anyway, the way I interpret it, that like shedding of her traditional empress garb was kind of representative, to, like a physical representation of yeah. her shedding that kind of tradition and that guilt because she, towards the end we'll get to it. But she didn't get like a catharsis like the other three did.
0: Mm. I mean, she she did kind of get that. She didn't in, really in get the, that, that moment that,
1: of goodbye, though.
0: No, but she she got that kind of – she got it in the form of realizations, I feel like. Now, something you said, which – I don't think it's strictly true is that Callus is dead. I think he's, uh, it's more just no. he's. So w- one, one thing she says is he's given himself over to the witness. So it's more that the callus she knew doesn't exist anymore in the same way that like Rolk became the disciple of the witness. Right. Yeah. Like, there was no death of a being. It was just, they kind of became a completely different version of themselves.
1: Yeah. Like her father's gone
0: basically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I think like there's there's a there's a form of death there, but it's not the literal sense of like the cabal person thing that was known as Callus has died. It's there is no longer that version of him. He's now like what the yeah. second disciple of the Witness or whatever he ends up. The Harbinger
1: um, of something, right Harbinger
0: of the second collapse, yes, yeah. is, is what they're referred to it as, and capital C collapse because that's a a real proper thing in the destiny law, um, which we're leading up to Lightfall. This feels like we're starting to see some of those bigger pieces being set up of okay, you've you've seen the witness, um, you've seen Rolk, who we've technically killed. um they are now bringing in a second. Disciple of the Witness, whatever form that ends up evolving into, we'll we'll have to wait and see. But it's very interesting to see them taking bigger and bigger swings with these seasonal stories in terms of the types of things they're setting up, but also just the the actual meat and potatoes of the storyline. Holy shit. Somebody give these writers a raise. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Me, my maid. I'm yeah. going to fight season oh. more. To- Damn, Bungie's writing team got hands.
0: Yeah. Like... It hasn't felt like they're trying to force any of this uh fairly heavy narrative, fairly intense narrative. Um it's felt pretty organic, it's felt pretty natural. Um there's times where it's like, you know, the the, the weekly rollout of the story maybe isn't isn't the best vehicle for it, but they're they're doing a pretty good job with the structures that they have in place. Um because it it the, there's one thing I've kind of felt with the the weekly cadence this season is it's had a bit of a pattern to it of like week one character struggles with the sever mission week two resolves and then we did that three times and then there was a yeah. set then this week was the seventh mission there's a fucking someone's doing shit with the pipes hang on give me one sec. <laughs> Just the laundry on the other side of that room. Uh, Somebody's using the tap. Alright, what was I saying? I've completely Um,
1: forgotten. The cadence (laughs) of the storylines being set up, resolution, set up, resolution.
0: So, like, there's parts of that kind of two week structure where it's felt like, okay, it's a little bit predictable and how it's going to play out. Um But that's like such a minor criticism. Like it, I don't think it really detracted from what they're trying to do. It was just more, that's just, that's just the, the tools they have at their disposal. Right. In terms yeah. of storytelling mechanics. It's,
1: it's no, it's no different than the kind of repetitiveness of what we've seen previously with hunts, over, overrides.
0: Overrides? Um, um, yeah. Battlegrounds. Uh, battlegrounds, um, yeah. What was it last week? Our oh, last season. Uh, Mindscapes.
1: Yeah, like yeah. it's just a vehicle to deliver lore. Yeah. Which, as someone who's heavily lore-focused and enjoys the creativity of Bungie in terms of the way they write stories, that shit doesn't bother me. Yeah, but I could also see how some people do, within their own like the way they do things and the way their brain works. I can see why some people might find that monotonous. Mm.
0: That makes but sense. But it's also it's-
1: one of those things where it's like if you're if <laughs> we're what ten years almost into Destiny Two, sure. my imaginary watch. Something like um, that. if you're still fucking crying about it, it's a bit like we've been here, we done, we done been new. Yeah, like. The people who do the main stuff are doing it because they want to and they like the story. Sorry, my Tourette's. Like, <laughs> I just caught my eyebrow freaking out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and now I've run to your attention. Sorry. I can feel, my, yeah, my brain goes, lift your eyebrow.
0: Do it more. Do it more.
1: No. Anyway, sorry.
0: (laughs) Just do it like this for the rest of the show.
1: Pull my fringe down. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So anyway. (laughs) (laughs) That looked not good. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone who didn't know I was half Asian, that would have looked bad. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) It's just, it's one of those things where it's like the monotony. I understand how it gets to people, but like. Um you know, it's one of those things.
0: Yeah, I, I should be clear, like
1: the people who are still playing story are doing it because they want the story.
0: Yeah, yeah, I th- I think it's more I don't know, I'm watching a lot of TV at the moment and like seeing structures in the way stories are rolled out in episodic shows. Like you watch enough TV, you kind of start to spot patterns like that. Um but then again, you know, they had seven weeks that they did this story over so it's pretty short at the same time mm. so uh not at all a problem in any sense for me it's just more it's more just like this season more than any other i noticed it you know like most of the other ones it's been they haven't had kind of a, re- a repeated pattern other than like oh every week you're gonna do this which like yeah that's any episodic format um it was just more the, this season it was like up down up down up down um week to emotional week. roller coaster well yeah and i th- i think that's fairly fitting for the, the journey we went on um but yeah it's 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 been a look at they they continue to do incredible work um rolling out story in a live service game in a just weirdly good way um tackling big big topics uh do we do we did is next season going to be like season of the vacation? Because fuck, it's been a lot.
1: <laughs> season season of the melancholy and the infinite sadness. Yes, <laughs> it's gonna feel like that album. Yes. We just like, oh, fuck,
0: I felt a lot of emotion. Yeah, can we not please?
1: Well, I was chatting to one of my co workers who plays Destiny 2 and he got into it during the pandemic, so mm. he fresh didn't pay play d1 mm-hmm. any of that stuff so he did the old watched bifes video up yep. until d2 and then was like okay i'm gonna Ready pause to go. this video here and then go yeah because he he asked me how do we get into the law because he'd been playing for a couple of months and he messaged me and he's like yo i see you on steam playing d2 all the time help and he yep. knew i played d1 and I was like, go watch the buy video, and then the moment they mention X, Y, and Z event, event, pause it, and then start playing. Like that's basically where you're right. going to own the overarching law. That's where you're going to come in. Um, so basically, he he watched to the destruction of the tower, and then pretty much got into it. Yeah, but um. Yeah, so we were chatting about it because he, he played it, and then Friday morning he messaged me like, Yo. and we were like, I came to the realization where, like, we're heading to the last, like, expansion, and I feel like-
0: No. Lightfall, Final Lightfall?
1: Shape. Yeah, Final Shape. You know what yeah. I mean? We're heading we're heading that way. Mm. So we are probably, like, law wise we are going to have to start saying some- Goodbyes. Like we're going to have to start. We're going to go through some shit in the next, you know, years.
0: Yeah, I I also don't know how final the final shape is going to be because they have said there will be a lot more Destiny Two after that, and they are they currently have job ads up that talk about decades of Destiny, right? Yeah. So,
1: but for like this story arc, like this group, yeah, it's like I feel like they they're almost like emotionally preparing us to. Say some really big goodbyes. Like, yes. They're making us fall in love with some characters. And I'm like, don't, don't do that because yeah, us, I know what you're about to do to me.
0: Yeah, give us a drifter focus season where you make us really fucking hate that guy again. And then you can kill him and we won't care.
1: Yeah, because he's starting to become almost like endearing. Yeah, I
0: know. <laughs> like, stop trying to give him redemptive characteristics.
1: Like, Out of nowhere, I'm just like, you drift a feminist icon, though? Mm. Little like, rat, all of his friends little, are female. Boy. <laughs> like, all of his, like, close friends, if you look, are women. And he's not a creep about it. And he's, like... But he like, seems like
0: he should be. He seems like oddly, he should smell bad.
1: He's he's oddly... Yeah, I told you. He smells... He looks like he smells, like, wet clothes. Yeah. You don't need clothes that have been in the washing machine a little bit too long.
0: Yeah, or you try to dry he them looks in a room like he- that doesn't get warm enough.
1: Yeah. And you put them on, you're like, ooh.
0: Yeah. This, this Back wasn't, of op shop this, smell. This wasn't just cold, it was still wet.
1: Yeah, so. <laughs> that's his existence.
0: Yeah. The Drifter's
1: existence is cold or wet? Yeah.
0: <laughs> cool. Maybe both.
1: But yeah, just like, and then the fact he's like made friends with kind of all the outsiders of the, the yeah, Vanguard yeah. kind of friend circle and Actually, he's oddly protective over them and just super supportive and I'm like, Drifter? Feminist?
0: Yeah, on, on him... Um, There was another one of those radio transmissions after we finished the story this week where Eris is essentially sending a voice memo um, because there's no other person talking back um, to someone that she refers to as Rat, who I've seen people say is just the Drifter. Yeah. I guess makes sense, but then she's talking about the Drifter having gone to the, well, this person, Rat, sorry, having gone to the Reef um, and that she wants to show them the Lunar Pyramid and some secrets that she's unearthed within it. Um, I don't like any of the that combination. You yeah, know, leave leave the pyramid alone, unless you find a really cool gun and then I want it.
1: It's just down there <laughs> vibrating and do its thing. Let it's me just down the there humming.
0: Put it on my head.
1: It's just out there in the moon humming, <laughs> <laughs> Don't what it do. Yeah. So, no, yeah, I don't know because I was like, I also think as we've learned through the podcast, I think too deeply on things. And I was like, it's just really interesting that she's got someone called Rat, and then the Drifter's iconography is are snakes.
0: Well, Gambit is. Gambit, not yeah. Him.
1: But also, like, when you think of like, the Drifter, you think of the two snakes.
0: Yeah, it was, it's, oh, like, wasn't there some it's a pendant emblem, he wears as well. Wasn't there some Gambit emblem that was a rat?
1: So I mean, I'm wondering I would if. I have to go look at them. Maybe if it, it's not the Drifter, maybe it's another homie.
0: Yeah, someone else who wants to know about secrets inside geometric objects. Anyway, maybe it's just someone who really likes cheese. That was bad. Oh, uh, we've also
1: got a gun called the Rat
0: King. <coughs> we do. I need to go look at the law for that to see if that tells me anything. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Season
1: of the rodent. And it's all.
0: <laughs> Season of just give it a fucking rest.
1: It's all shitty little rat boy themed armor <laughs> five five foot <four laughs> shitty little rat boy who <laughs> likes to live <laughs> in the wall and eat cheese
0: season of the big nap and it's just a season long sims like mini game where we're building a nice comfy bedroom
1: they um they are uh, they turn you know how like at festivals they have cooldown cooldown zones oh yeah or low sensory zones. The yep. whole tower is just one of those. It's just a festival tent with blue light and cushions everywhere. Just a big bean bag. And phone chargers.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs>
1: <And> free water.
0: <laughs> God. Bit, we've been watching, um, started watching The Good Place again. And there's one point where they're like, this flavor of frozen yogurt is the feeling when you have a fully charged phone. And they're like, ah, oh, this is so nice. <laughs> it's, oh, such a good show. Um... Anyway, that was that nice was season of the haunted. Stuff. Um, and now that I've finished it, I bought that fucking t-shirt.
1: Oh, I need to do yeah, that next pay.
0: Yeah, it. I mean, with USD and shipping, it cost almost sixty Australian dollars. But
1: my tax money's coming in. Yeah,
0: and I, I I got a job this week, so fuck it. Oh, we season
1: should, we should, of the employed. <laughs>
0: season of employment um also this is just a fun thing about who i am as a person the literal first thing i spent money on oh, after yes. getting the job uh was and this is my segue into Bungie day uh that fucking nerf gallarhorn joint um that's so i said to you i was like i like how you get employed and you're like ah yes
1: celebratory rocket launcher <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Plump>. <laughs> yeah yeah, I'm, I'm gonna flump so hard when it eventually shows up in about a year. So from now, what?
1: It's just, I'm gonna flump so hard. I'm
0: gonna flump so, um, <laughs> <laughs> so hard. Motherfuckers trying to find me. Flump so hard, motherfuckers trying to find me.
1: Danny, I'm gonna flump.
0: Yes, um, but no. Like it, it weirdly worked out way cheaper than I think either of us expected it to. We uh, were
1: both anticipating with shipping up in, like, the 800s.
0: Yeah, yeah, because, like, I've paid a lot of money for Lego products, you know, and I, I kind of put something like this in that category of it's a- I got a
1: $170 Lego succulent set I yeah. still have to fucking build. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I've- I mean, that behind me uh, that is out of shot is a $1,300 one of our friends Millennium the, Falcon.
1: One of our friends bought the Titanic and it cost him a grand, Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, so I was I was ready for it to be like in that category of the brand is children's toys, but it's targeted towards adults, and it is this limited run specific Very niche, thing, kind of. Yeah, so I was ready for big big prices, but what it landed at was one hundred and eighty five US dollars for the rocket launcher itself, and then it ended up being like thirty dollars shipping, which to me yeah. feels like something is wrong there. So all, but I'll all, take it. <laughs> yeah, well, like all told, Australian dollars ended up being just over 300.
1: I think it 313. We calculated like it too, yeah. Well, I mean, I can check my bank account. Which, I mean, <laughs> shout out to whoever's decision it was, but let's just say Nerf and Bungie for keeping that affordable because I know a lot of companies that have done that kind of thing before mm. Fortnite um, and they price gouge. Yeah. Like, you can go to a shop and a normal bungee... I thought totally I said hand cannon. That's... <laughs> bungee hand a ca- uh, Nerf hand cannon, sorry. Next to a Fortnite hand cannon, mm. and there's, like, a $30 difference, but they're essentially the same thing. They do yes. the same thing. It's just one of them is reskinned skinned yeah. So, like, shout out to them for not price gouging, because, like, yeah. last episode we chatted about previous Nerf products, and I've got somewhere basically the Nerf... Um, a piercing sniper rifle mm-hmm. um, and that thing cost me 400 500 yeah, Australian dollars saying. something like that yeah that was five or six years ago
0: yeah as my
1: share house took nerf wars very seriously
0: yeah the the craziest thing about this to me was the shipping price right like I have also um, so I got that I got that season of the haunted t-shirt the shipping on that was almost as much as the fucking rocket launcher but then the pin that you can order for completing duality the first time, the shipping on that was more than this rocket launcher. It was like 40-something bucks, like more than the price of the pin. Yeah. doesn't make any fucking sense. Or actually, the the latest um, physical hardcover Grimoire book, they've come out with the fifth one of those, Bright Orange, it's all about the Cabal. That is like a $25 book that carries a $45 shipping cost.
1: I'm wondering if they knew that the shipping for a lot of countries would be blown the fuck out with the way things are at the moment and maybe just capped that shipping.
0: Well, I also... Because like, it
1: is an expensive product and in the scope of things you hmm. can buy in the store, it is a fairly big and fairly expensive product. So I wonder if they anticipated that countries like the UK, Southeast Asia and Australia were well, just going to get absolutely not annihilated by shipping.
0: You can buy it. There's yeah. a list of like six countries that are actually eligible to get it. But you can also, they don't often do this with pre-order items. You can buy more than one. You can buy two yeah. on one transaction. Um But yeah, it's it's I, I also wonder if some aspect of how they've done this deal with Nerf is causing a lot of this to happen. Like maybe it's being shipped differently because it's coming from Nerf. Who knows? Either way, uh that
1: Yeah, because the shipping on the the rocket launcher is less than the shipping on my jacket
0: yeah yeah so there's parts of that that still don't make sense to me um, specifically the part of like why can't I put multiple pre-orders in the same transaction um, but that's always been the way with the bungee store
1: I'm sure they'll figure out a way to streamline that
0: I would like them to um, yeah but because I, if you're it, if you're I, in a
1: household because My previous relationship, we experienced this issue where when he got into D2, he started wanting the jacket, Mm -hmm. the, I think, what else? Shirts and stuff. Yeah. And we were often running things together. So, we were finishing things at the same time. But then we'd have to order two separate orders to the same house and pay shipping twice. And that was a little bit like-
0: two parts to that that i understand and don't necessarily agree with one is the way that Bungie rewards work where the ability for you to purchase it requires you on your account to have finished the thing in the game and so that means that you need to have your own Bungie store account to get a code to use for it essentially the way that they do that is just account integration they don't give you a code to use in checkout to allow you to buy the thing which they used to i'm pretty sure but since moving to a, linking your account to the Bungie store, you can't do that anymore.
1: I'd I'd even just be happy if there was a way per account that you could stack your rewards and purchase them.
0: That is the other thing. All in they, one go. So that's the other part, right? They, and I think the reason they don't let you do that is because they're all produced at different times and production takes a different amount of time depending on the product. And Doing it this way means they don't have to have warehouse space to store all of your pre-order items until until they're all ready to ship at once. Yeah, so that's that why you have sense. to pay shipping on every single order. Yeah. But it's still pretty annoying um, and can be the reason people don't get cool items that they have earned and want to get. Yeah. What
1: the hell? What? Sorry, my mother just tried to call me and then... I opened my phone to answer the call and a Ludwig stream came up. I accidentally clicked on the stream notification when oh. I was trying to hang the call up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so Ludwig's just like hello. I'm like,
0: ah. No, get out of my Ludwig,
1: house. no. Ah, yeah, sir.
0: Yeah. Um so yeah, like there are certainly parts of the Bungie store uh interaction that are not ideal. Um, mm. but the solutions require them to spend money in different ways
1: yeah see for me personally and like i get it so it's less of like a hmm like i'm not really like it's it's a gripe but (laughs) it's not one of those things i'm gonna stomp and scream about but it's like i want the season of the haunted shirt but there's also a couple of the pins i want yeah and i would like to get them all shipped at once but the handoff of that is the way they do things, unfortunately, is someone who lives paycheck to paycheck. I have to sit there and go, well, what do I want more? Yeah. What will I get more usage out of? Because I simply cannot afford three lots of $35 shipping. Yeah. So my handoff is kind of like, okay, well, what will I get more usage out of? The pride pin, amazing, beautiful, I can't justify spending almost eighty five dollars on it at the moment, yeah, as well as getting the season of the haunted shirt. I'm going to wear the shirt more yes and get more mileage out of the shirt rather than a pin that's just going to sit on one of my bags
0: yeah, and I mean the, the nice thing with that new pride pin is they just gave everybody the emblem that you yeah that you in, but I would also like, like got to got
1: with it. I would also like to purchase the pin because yeah. like as as a queer person, I really appreciate the yeah. way. Bungie supports us and Bungie is not afraid to show us in their content and then also Public come in and, and swing yeah. for us on Twitter when yeah. shitheads are being shitheads. Um, and then they, you know, they've got like women's rights pins and stuff as well that I'd like to purchase, which at the moment is pretty pertinent. Um, Just being able to be like, Hey, I like this game and I like this company. And then here is also some money that they're going to put towards these Yes. Um, you know, so it, it kind of sucks the way they do things because as an individual, I have to sit there and be like, well, the shipping on the shirt is the cost of the pin. So yeah. now I have to make that decision, like, do I want the shirt or do I want the pins? Yeah. um, And then try and figure that out. So that kind of sucks. But it's like I, I know they're aware because people keep talking to them about that, especially the people like me where they're like, hey, yeah
0: and and I, and I know that the store and fulfillment is actually not entirely in their control
1: yes yeah as we learned with the dsc and the um raid hoodie and then the prophecy
0: hoodie i think so yeah
1: i know there's been some some hiccups with the prophecy hoodies that yeah. to to make it more affordable for us as mm-hmm. consumers they are shipping directly from production warehouses yeah rather than having it shipped to their warehouse and then redispatched they're dispatching straight from producer, which actually costs um, cuts costs for the consumer because they don't have to accommodate for that shipping yeah. in between production and dispatch. So I appreciate that they do that, but there has been some hiccups about it. But we're also in a pandemic. I don't want to say just left. Or at the back end no, of a pandemic in, because we are still dealing we are still with in supply it.
0: <laughs> chain issues. Like global my state logistics is going problem.
1: Yeah, my state, and then all of the US are going through their third major spike with a new strain. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm look. You and I are both over thirty. We're now eligible for a fourth shot. I'm going to try and get mine this week before I start a new I,
1: job. I uh, am eligible because I have well, yeah. immune conditions, and then. <laughs> Three months ago I dissected an artery, <laughs> so <laughs> and then broke my foot. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> fucking hell. Um so on the instructions of my doctor, I will be getting another shot mid-September to accommodate mm-hmm. for going to a highly crowded event in October. So mm-hmm. And then I've also got some friends coming over from Japan and the US and stuff for that event. And my doctor's like, oh, they're coming from America. Get your fucking fourth shot because shit.
0: Yeah. Also, here's a riot shield. Keep them away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> cough at them. <laughs>
0: yeah. Or one-way cough shield. Uh, anyway, so that's kind of bungee day, bungee store. There's, there, there are some, like, really cool items. Oh, I really store. like
1: that camo hoodie.
0: Yeah. I'm I, not a
1: camo girl, but that dark camo is very nice. I at these
0: camo pants. Which are like a relatively new thing for me because I always would not be into it, but I'm i kind of into it. Like, kind of works.
1: Hehe, millennial joke. What pants? I can't see them. Ha
0: ha ha. ha. Fucking whatever. Um, I yeah, I, <laughs> I I I almost bought that, but then I was looking around, I was like, no. Nah, I want to get that grimoire book more because I've got the previous four. Um. Yeah, hear me out.
1: Not on me. I wear oversized hoodies with no pants. Yeah. Because um, I live that trash bag life. Yeah. But imagine, as a fit, that hoodie oversized,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a pair of nice, like, either, like, tight moto-style cargos or mm-hmm. tight black, and then a chunky sneaker. Yeah. With a beanie. Yeah. A fit. A fit. You'd be <laughs> dripping drip
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm just like fuck if I see a man on the train in that exact outfit I'm gonna be like hello do you have girlfriend
0: do you have a phone number (laughs) would you like (laughs) (laughs) would you like one you can fit in your pocket on your pants
1: (laughs) I cook and clean
0: (laughs) yes uh, but yeah just just some some stuff that is like not over the top like S- some previous Bungie Celebration merch has been like, fucking here's all these crazy designs. Like, no, it's like they put the number seven on some shit. They've got some relatively I... withdrawn kind of designs. It's, it's actually pretty nice.
1: I really, like, as much as I appreciate what they've done this year, I just want a really basic, simple design T-shirt with the Ad Astra on it somewhere.
0: Yeah, I mean, they've, they've got a couple items this time around which have the the whole... Latin slogan on it, um,
1: but it's like got this big yeah. PC window with a graphic in it. I yeah. would just like, even if they just did a really subtle T-shirt with like the bungee logo off mm. to the side, like they do with the Destiny logo. Sometimes I'll yeah. just have it up here, and then maybe the slogan on the sleeve, or even across the back, something just super yeah. clean and simple that like
0: back of the shirt better than the tramp stamp area. Hell yeah. Actually, like, the little tramp wings. Stamp tattoo. What does that phrase mean before I commit to that?
1: But <laughs> instead of a butterfly in him, a tribal. Astra,
0: get up in this ass.
1: <laughs> Add Astra double yeah. S. But Fuck. instead of a butterfly with the tribal, it's the tricorn <laughs> with the
0: tribal. No, it's a ghost shell made to look like a butterfly.
1: You're about to clap cheeks and you look down and you go, oh, D2? And she's just like, yeah. Yeah. What class do you play? Yo, it's just, just a whole conversation. Real quick. <laughs> it's just a whole conversation before you're about to throw it back for someone. let while. me hit
0: this respawn period real quick and then we can go again.
1: How do you and dad meet? Well, he saw my Destiny 2 tramp <laughs> And we started talking at a club.
0: But I made sure to get him to put on a ward of dawn. <laughs> this is getting weird. Um Yes, Bungie An day. shield. <laughs> yes um so one of the other things with Bungie day i think i mentioned it earlier there was no i mentioned it before before we actually started recording they sent in an email like with the, with the announcement of the nerf Gallarhorn being available but also like here's your Gallarhorn statistics over time um so there was like destiny 2 and destiny 1 numbers you know date of acquisition number of kills Mine, however, because I never technically got Galahorn and D1, I got Iron Galahorn. So apparently, I uh. never got Galahorn. So mine says D1 date acquired invalid date number of kills zero 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 zero, and then my D2 one is like you know I got it when I got it, and then I've killed like fourteen thousand things with it. I love that fucking thing. Um,
1: my stats are like D1 pretty low because I barely ever used it because yeah. I used that slot for something else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Rifles, sniper no, rifles. Um, Heavy sniper rifles? No. Probably, I That's can't not remember. A thing. Um, yeah, plenty no. of
0: fusion rifles. Probably that not snipers. Because
1: I, I was a I was a PVP sweat, so yeah, I don't really snipers are
0: kinetic and energy.
1: Yeah, come on, but um, don't care. You
0: do. <laughs> you just said it was your main. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so like my lows were pretty kill, cool. pretty kill, pretty, cool. pretty low. The kills yeah. were pretty low. That's it.
0: My lows were pretty kill. Sounds like a depression album.
1: Low, no, lows were pretty kill is an anime title. Let's not lie to ourselves.
0: Yes, you're right.
1: By Studio Trigger. <laughs> I'm going to shit on my favorite studio for a second.
0: But- soundtrack by Gerard Way. Yeah.
1: <gasps> Um, it's about it's girls half-dressed, like every other Studio Trigger anime we've all seen. Killer I mean, Kill half of anime. <laughs> we've seen Killer Kill. I haven't. Um, you should. It's very good. It's, <laughs> I like half-dressed women go off. <sighs> oh, no, but it's it's beautifully drawn and it's fun. And okay. also, people keep telling me I remind them of uh, the main girl Matoy. I okay. don't know why. Um. And then basically the TLDR of, like, my D2 stats was just like, bitch, who hurt you? Because, like, it was, like, a 1,000 kills and then, like, 20, 30,000 kills. Mm-hmm. Just like, bitch, who pissed you off? Yeah. Because I love myself some galley mm-hmm. No, actually no, now the Swarm. Swarm Necrotic Grips is oh. my new
0: favorite. It's an armor exotic. You can use both.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, my, my swarm necrotic grips combo is my new I mean, bitch who I mean, hurt you combo. He's
0: basically a swarm. It's just not, you know, that kind of poison corrosive joint.
1: Yeah. Like, last time we did DSC and you were just like, what the fuck?
0: Yeah. Everything <laughs> yeah. is green and purple. I don't understand.
1: And then our post raid stats was just like, what the fuck?
0: Yeah. yeah I put-
1: wanted to get it done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, for real. Um,. Yeah, what What else was, I don't know, no, there wasn't much else in that email, it was just announcing cool products you can buy. Um, there was all the cosplay stuff. Which I was literally about to
1: about. be like, the cosplay Cosmodrome? Yes. What the fuck?
0: Yes, a whole bunch of fucking sick-ass Savathun costumes. I think, Dude. it seems like they picked someone from each region around the world and went this one, actually.
1: Basically, yeah. yeah.
0: But Yeah. A lot of them just fucking looked like there were screenshots out of the game. Like, crazy detail.
1: Someone built the armor and then took it into an actual swamp. If I spent oh. that much time building something, it would not be going near water. I used to, <laughs> when I used to do D1 cosplay, when we were eating, we used to, like, t- we had all of our armor pieces on by Velcro because it was just so much yeah. easier. And then the guy who built it built it with us. Basically, we went to we went to the Yamaha store, and all of us bought just plain black motorcycle suits. Ah. So you've got like six fucking nerds walking into the Yamaha store. <laughs> yes, some full body leather suits, please. And hey, let me and put Velcro like, on them. Do you ride? It's like yes.
0: I ride a <laughs> Yamaha 100. Is that anything?
1: I ride the motorcycle. I go from. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Um And then a lot of us bought boots, too, because once you take all the plating off motorcycle mm. boots, they're actually really good for Destiny boots. <laughs> you can warbler okay. on top of them. Yeah. It's also how he built. It's how we built, it's it's how like he built his Master armor. Chief. It's how we built his Master Chief cosplay, too. He just dismantled a bunch of motorcycle gear. Good. Um, but when we went out to eat, other than not wanting attention, we would just, like, just take our suits off yeah. and store them or bring them in with us. Because, like, we were terrified of getting water or food or anything like that. We dressed up for the spicy ramen competition and then halfway through it, like, there's a picture of us somewhere. We've all got them unzipped, sitting, like, half down because we were getting sauce on them. But then also overheating. Of course, yeah. (laughs) Dying. Our awoken makeup is just fucking running, like. So, like, to go through all that effort to build that armor and then take it into an actual fucking swamp...
0: Yeah, I I And I thought it was
1: Photoshop and they posted behind the scenes stuff of them like wading into the water. I'm like,
0: I would hope they've coated that with some hydrophobic shit so that it's just like, I just wipe it off. We're good.
1: Yeah. Or just like, it made me anxious knowing how much effort goes into those cosplays and what they're made of. I'm like, ah. Yeah, ah, And then just being waterlogged in that cosplay for the rest of the day. Yeah. Ugh it looked incredible to recreate that scene yeah. and then a lot of them recreated a lot of the cover art just using led ring lights like color changing ring lights and yeah. light bars and stuff which just looked nuts. just as incredible yeah
0: there were some like interesting kind of variations i guess or like people putting their own spins and touches on on the design um a
1: few people did wings yeah. massive wings yeah, holy yeah. shit it
0: was like if you ever seen uh, i think it's kimber prime um D2 content creator based out of New Zealand, I think. Um, They've done some, they did like a Mercy cosplay with giant wings that articulated and that stuff is just crazy.
1: So talented. Yeah. In
0: awe. Yeah, I think, I don't know if they were in this roundup of Savathan costumes, but just on my Twitter timeline over the last, I don't know, few weeks or whatever, there's been (gasps) someone that's shown up that's progressively building a costume. The
1: person who more or less started it. Yeah, right. Where they were I'm not going to assume their gender, but they were basically f- trial testing how to articulate. Yeah, and it was just they face. started with just
0: the head, right?
1: And then they had the sock and then the sock kept showing their teeth, so then they switched over to something else and then they, yeah. they had low visibility. Um and then they were so transparent and open about the way they were doing things that other cosplayers could then jump on and start mm. Yeah. And then what you ended up with is this range and the 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 my favorite part of this is to be honest with you, is the amount of Cosmodrome competitors, entrants mm-hmm. who were throughout the process communicating with each other and helping each other. Yeah. And supporting yeah, each other. Cool. So when each of their posts went live, there were so many of them being like, Fuck yeah, dude, like it looks so sick in the end. Oh my god, I'm so glad you figured out your problem with the LEDs, they look amazing, like Holy shit, the jaw articulation on yours mm. is incredible. You have to tell me how cuz cosplay is an evolving thing. Yeah. Like my my first cosplay looks insanely different from my last cosplay of the same character because mm. you run into other cosplayers and you're like, "Holy shit, the ribbon on the collar of your your outfit. Holy shit, that looks amazing." And like a lot of cosplayers are just well, the ones who are worth your time, I'm not going to lie. We'll just be like, oh, yeah, I, I ordered it on this website. I'll yeah. send it to you now. What's your Discord?
0: Because so much like, of it is, like, found items that are painted or repurposed in a way that look completely different to what they are, right? It's like, oh, it might be phone. 3D or it might printed. Be this weird thing. Yeah, 3D printing nowadays.
1: Um, Warbler, like, the way you would pattern out fabric, you can mm. pattern out on a lot of foam products, and a lot of cosplayers who make these patterns either sell their patterns or put them online for other cosplayers mm. to use. It's a community effort. I found the people that, like, if you compliment that you're a cosplayer and you're like, holy crap, the paint on this looks incredible, how do you get it to look like that? And they're like, mm. like, they, they're they not worth your time. Yeah, right. To be honest with you. Like, if they're going to sit there and be like, sorry, no. Yeah. It's like, well, what are you doing? It's a community. We're all here yeah, to look awesome. awesome. Like... And, and it's the same thing, like, I've been around people, like, without name dropping, like, Jessica Negri, where someone has come up in a similar cosplay and gone, holy fuck, the fur on your coat looks so much better than mine. And Negri will just pull up the website and be like, I ordered it here, here's the number for it, do you want to write it down? Um, I ordered this much, like, just, and other cosplayers I've been, like, big cosplayers too, are so happy to share that.
0: Yeah, because, like, people figure that shit out anyway. What do you gain by keeping it to yourself?
1: Yeah. And also, like, group cosplay is fun as fuck. Mm. Like, why would you keep secrets? Like, I love going to PAX and, like, Oz Comic Con and stuff like that and seeing 35 junk rats
0: all in a group together taking Uh, pictures. Do you remember?
1: I love that shit.
0: There was one, it was, like, Pax Oz, a
1: giant Evangelion photo group. Love it. It might have been like 2018,
0: 2019. I think it was the year right before Smash Ultimate came out, and everyone was like making noise about putting Waluigi in the game. Finally, and there was just this this fucking gaggle of Waluigi's (laughs) walking around the show, protesting about a swarm of Waluigi. And they were just like, "Put Waluigi in Smash." That was their entire message for three days.
1: Oh a group of a wah.
0: Yeah, it was A group just, of
1: Waluigi's is just called a wah. Yeah,
0: just Waluigi's in all shapes and sizes. Uh, just the weirdest shit. <laughs> but the best.
1: And then Nintendo said, get fucked, Sora from Kingdom Hearts.
0: <laughs> yeah. Get wrecked you <laughs> nerds. You get nothing.
1: Ha ha Dickheads.
0: <laughs> uh speaking of cosplay, um, something that I think they featured in the TWAB this week. So we've had Threads of Light, which are in-game, show us your build, we'll feature it in a magazine, a digital magazine we make up. They've now done Shreds of Light, which is basically low-cost cosplay for Destiny. And some oh, of that shit yeah. is so funny to me. Like,
1: Oh, the little pug dressed as a war dog?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, and he's, his, his armor is monster cans and a Coke box. <laughs>
0: Shit is so good,
1: and his little face is just like huh. Yeah, <laughs> I when they first, if I had the money and the time and not a broken fucking foot, because a lot of building cosplay is on the floor, yeah, <laughs> like spreading patterns out on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really wanted to do something for
0: Sergey. Dog like judgment,
1: yeah. <laughs> Dress him up <laughs> It's the Clovis prey head, or just like. Because he is so hairy, I was like, what if I did, like, a mini, like, scuffed Variks cosplay? Because yeah. he's got that big mane of white fur. No, what if,
0: what if you got, like, matte green fabric, wrapped it around so just his head was sticking through, and then green screened <laughs> green him screen. onto that clover spray scene where the giant head is? And then he's just, like, just, looking around just doing stuff.
1: Doing these little monkey noises and shit yeah, yeah. that I send you on Snapchat and yeah. talking.
0: And it's, you just get his mouth moving and then you like put the audio over it of, uh, what is it? La Fontaine du Givant. It's like that whole monologue. It'd be so good.
1: Or when you go in and Clovis's head basically bullies you after DSC. Yeah. And it's just Sergei doing his weird like... noises. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> At you and you're just like cutting to the guardian and the stranger, just like yes.
0: <laughs> be prepared to face dog-like judgment.
1: There, there was there was a, a point where after I saw the war dog, I was like, man, is barracks though would be so yeah, funny. Or just an Yeah. Next year.
0: Yeah. Or just do I've it. I've got like enough at any point. Just I've got enough coat.
1: I've got enough jackets and coats of his that I could modify.
0: True. True. Yes, good. Um, okay, what else is going on? Sorry, I'm just scrolling through the notes. No, that's all of um, the stuff.
1: Some kind of funny news that came out of uh, L- Lauren Topal, Topal, mm-hmm. uh, who worked on The Mandalorian, Wally, Up, and The Tomorrow War, has joined Bungie as a senior producer for transmedia projects. Yes. That's Fun. Um, as long as they don't I don't think they will because Bunge won't let them, but as long as if they're gonna do a transmedia destiny project, as long as they don't halo it, I'm good.
0: Yeah. My, my, I don't need to
1: see my Guardian's ass. Yeah, no, my, my gut
0: feel <laughs> is that it'll be more like more like stuff like The Mandalorian, where it's like side stories in different mediums. You know, it'll be like here's the story of, I don't know, the golden age or or something that like we never get to play in the game and probably won't. And it's more just that kind of slice of life stuff. Let's do it as an episodic show or an animated movie or something like that. Right. Like what what they've done recently with Star Wars, I think is actually a pretty good um, example of where I think this will go.
1: Typically. um, Typically. She has worked as a line producer or a producer. So, she's worked in a producer role, Mm -hmm. but then she's also worked in a budgeting and overseeing cost kind of space Mm -hmm. for transmedia projects. So, she might not be directly hands-on in terms of writing, but she's involved, which means – and, like, people have noticed job listings going up for transmedia stuff for –
0: They've been doing it for a while.
1: Studio and production spaces, like, stuff like that. So people think they might be gearing up.
0: There was some LinkedIn thing that people on Earth that hinted at Bungie developing a mobile game for China, Um, like a a Destiny mobile game for China, I think. But, again, that could just be they're exploring the space. Um, They're also hiring roles like Destiny historian and archivist. Like, they clearly give a shit about the world and the universe that they're building and trying to develop it carefully, right? They're not just, let's just do anything and everything. It's like, no, we kind of need a bit of a structure to this because it's already convoluted. Uh, There are so many places to get Destiny lore. Um, Please have someone in charge of keeping that shit in check.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they could pull from the community.
0: Yeah. I... I I kind of prefer the way they're doing it, where they, they're hiring people specifically for it, because it's it's really tough to like lean on the community without it starting to feel exploitative. Like if you hire people who are content creators, and then they can't do the content thing that they wanted to do in the first place, then like is that really the best move? You know, because mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of the content stuff, like Bife or Mylan or any of those any of those sort of creators, like a lot of their stuff is. Just, looking at the law that is available, trying to put together theories and stories and speculation based on that. They're not necessarily trying to come up with their own stuff. And yes, there are fan projects and there's always fanfic, et cetera. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, people, people are going to do it, right? People want to make their own stories because People Bungie do be.
1: Do be writing heavily detailed stories about their guardian fucking uh, random people. Not
0: not even like that kind of stuff, right? People making up OCs and doing all sorts of stuff. Like <laughs> it'll be areas of the story that Bungie haven't explored to the to the extent that people want them to, right? Like there was that whole yeah. fan project to make a season of Seva, right? Uh, season I don't even remember In, what they called
1: it. I f- buy from a bunch of community. They did Dynasty. Um, Dynasty. That's yeah.
0: it. Which I haven't watched, but that—that's all, as far as I know, about like, the history really of good. the hive, right? And that's even an area that Bungie have explored a lot in the lore, but they haven't necessarily put together, you know, TV shows or movies or whatever about it specifically. It's all just lore that is either in-game or references to it. Um. So no, I I I kind of prefer the way they're doing it, where they're hiring people to go and make sure this content gets built well. Maybe that means they engage some of those content, people from the community on projects. But to me, it doesn't necessarily feel right to just try and recruit those people and have them yeah. on full time because that's might not be what they want to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, It's they, all very interesting. I'm excited to see it grow and then yeah. move into other like avenues like we've seen they're very competent at writing beautiful detailed worlds and stories Mm. and i know they're very protective is that the right word they're very invested and protective of their lore. so i don't a lot of people like oh god like and i made that joke but like i don't think it'll happen but like halo and other media that's been adapted gaming media. Where they're like, God, please, no. And I'm like, I don't think Bungie would do that. As we've seen in the past, Bungie will pull out of a production if they feel like it's not going the right way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, a Destiny
1: and Halo TV show have been attempted multiple times in the past and Bungie have consistently pulled out and been like, no, we're not happy well, it's with
0: like, um, what's happening with
1: this. So, bye. You don't d- get to use our IP.
0: With well, District 9... 9- Neil Blomkamp was originally trying to make a Halo movie.
1: Yeah.
0: That's why a lot of the shit in that movie looks like Halo shit, is because it was originally built to be a Halo movie and then they pulled out of it. I don't know if that was Bungie or 343 at the time, but stuff like that has. They've tried to get that shit off the ground for years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure whatever they're working on will be good. Yeah. Prawn.
0: Prawn. Fucking prawns. (laughs)
1: I fucking love
0: that movie. I need to watch it again. I rewatched Minority Report last night, and that was a uh, weird trip back to 2002.
1: No, I just, I have an odd, like, soft spot for Neil Baumkopf stuff. Mm-hmm. And then also, is it Shalto Copley?
0: Yeah, I think so. As an actor? Yeah.
1: So, like, even though Elysium was a fucking mess, I still loved Elysium because Shalto Copley is a villain. Yeah. That's oh, so good. Um, so good. Don't watch Chappie, though, because fuck, ain't Wood.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, the other thing that all that talk made me realize is, you know, we're beginning of July here. We, we started making the show just after that Witch Queen showcase, which was what, like October, November time? Yeah. Right? They must be getting ready to start talking about Lightfall.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people were really hoping for something to go live on Bungie Day, but, like,
0: yeah, and, and and there's also, like, you know, they have been hiring for unannounced new IPs for a while now, and I think people are hoping they would start to talk about that. No, they didn't. Um, I don't think that was really ever going to happen. Um, I think they would schedule Bungie. an event with a live stream and a whole thing, and it would be its own dedicated time for that.
1: But also, like, Bungie Day has always been a celebration of Bungie, its community, and its staff. It's never been a day where they've really used a big announcement to take away from
0: that in the no, past. It's it's all about, like, where are we now and the history of how the studio's grown and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, soon we'll hear about the new season, obviously, because um, we're running out of this one. Um, but, yeah, in the next few months, we should hear about the next big expansion. Um. Yeah. And that's always a very exciting time. But also next season is Arc 3.0, and I'm going to be thundercrashing everything in the meantime. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to light this motherfucker up.
1: I'm to re- re- find a replacement for my Void Necro build. Yeah. Because electricity or, and poison? Oh, jeez. Or, or
0: just or just keep running it because it still works.
1: Just me coming towards you with a Chaos Reach. Fucking green!
0: Oh, <laughs> no. It's like Cell doing a Kamehameha. Yeah, Bugman.
1: <laughs> oh no. I just you gave me flashbacks to the first time I saw those episodes. And he used to absorb people. Oh, uh, through
0: the tail that like fucking comes out into this giant funnel thing and
1: And for some reason that I had nightmares about being eaten by Cell for like weeks after I saw that episode as a kid. It like deeply traumatized yeah. me.
0: and, and like I think that was my
1: first th- take, my first taste of body horror. What, <laughs> well, Ball also, his like first
0: and second forms are really grotesque until he gets to his final form. Grasshopper oh, boy,
1: and then his final form, th- like his form, weird mouth
0: bit... giant head. Ugh. Yeah, then then he's like that strong <laughs> third <fan>. form
1: cell. <laughs> I'm
0: not like other men. I'm a giant green bug man. Um, and
1: we. Coming from the girl who had a crush on Vexus from Phone yeah. Not surprising.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Varix. Yeah. Not anyway. a furry.
1: Not a furry!
0: <laughs> it could be. They're quite nice people, it seems.
1: <laughs> Not a furry. Just put that out there. No, Actually,
0: that, so, like, completely off topic. Um, Andrew Callahan, the guy from Channel 5, he went on Hot Ones and I watched that, and, like, that was the group that he said is the most misrepresented because they're actually just really nice people who want a safe way to express themselves, who are often on the spectrum and that suit gives them a way to do so. Yes. There are people that, you know, have more of the, the kink side of it associated with yeah. it, but most of it is just, they're really nice people that are trying uh, to find a good way to express themselves.
1: The oddly disproportionate level of right-leaning people who go into furdom but it's like every it's like every demographic though like it's if if you listen to the internet about the destiny demographic you would think 90% of them are rude shitlords who are opinionated and punch their dogs. Um but like a lot of Shout them out I to found kids everywhere. A lot of them I found are just just vibing. Well they, they kids to themselves because goody. people like that
0: are out there and they're so loud yeah. and visible and they don't want to be associated with them.
1: But it's like it's also like and I learned this through working with a lot of now in the last 24 months for some reason my my contract has pivoted at my other job. And now I'm working with a lot of like J-Vlog and Anime. Mm. And you would think like a lot of anime fans are the stinky, sweaty, fat, greasy, creepy guy, the tall, lanky, socially awkward guy. But then you go you go to these anime events and it's a lot of like power lifters and gym people and people of color who are like underrepresented in the anime community, like, and a lot of just actually normal people who just enjoy anime. And it's just because the, the socially awkward, stinky kind of weird aspect of every single fucking community that exists, football fans have stinky, greasy, creepy guys in their community as well, you know? Yep. Um, all soccer slash football fans aren't hooligans, but we hear about them more. So you think of soccer communities as hooliganism.
0: Welcome to stereotypes, a furry. Yeah.
1: Like it's just it's one of those things where it's just like yeah, they're the loud loud minority often misrepresents the majority on of a course. lot of things. So. Yeah, but just not a furry. No, <laughs> too poor to be a furry. You've seen house.
0: Yeah, well, that, that was the thing he said. Is like, he, so he was talking to, to Sean, the guy who does hotlines. He's like, you know, you should give it a try. A suit costs you like $3,300. And it's like, nah, dude.
1: People are like building articulated heads that could rival yeah. Disney. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it's an art. Yeah. It, my introduction to how expensive fursuits were uh, was um, the daughter of one of the lead singers of ICP being ripped off by a fursuit builder. Amazing! Like apparently, the daughter of like one of the singers of ICP, Violent J. Yeah, I think so.
0: That's the only one I remember.
1: He um he goes to f- like furry events with his daughter in a fursuit as well. Like amazing! There's a lot of ICP. <laughs> the the Venn diagram of ICP fans and and furries is
0: there's an <laughs> a overlap. Circle. There's an overlap there. <laughs>
1: But I thought that was really interesting. But then yeah. also he, like, went in on the internet and, like, shit-talked this, like, scam artist on Etsy. And I was like, fuck yeah.
0: Incredible.
1: Like, my daughter's a furry, so fucking what? And I was like, hell yeah, dude. I
0: still don't understand magnets. And that meme continues forever.
1: Hell, I <laughs> fucking did <do> they work.
0: If <laughs> a magnet wore pants, would it wear them like this? <laughs> I do I, I think
1: of my CPU, I think of them. Um, fuck. What is that show called? We watched it in the server once. It's like one of my favorite shows. Jackass. No, it's got a Adam DeMamp and stuff in it.
0: I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Fuck. You can yell <laughs> at me in the comments. That's so funny.
0: Yeah. Or you'll remember to yell at me later.
1: They um workaholics.
0: Oh right
1: when they go to the icp festival
0: (laughs) okay all right we're not even talking about anything close to destiny let's get out of here let's call that a wrap
1: yeah Um, we're going into daytime discord energy (laughs) i mean we
0: are recording in the middle of the day which is unusual for us uh the coffee that i had as we were getting ready to record is definitely hitting uh my eyes are just like they want to be Mine was a
1: triple shot and I'm operating on like an Oof. hour's sleep. Yeah, so. you must be Woo!
0: vibrating into outer space, which is where destiny happens. We will uh, <laughs> catch you next week, I guess. Uh, hit all the buttons, do all the things, tell all your friends about Eriko Blueberry.
1: Tell your enemies.
0: That depends on what opinion you have of us and why you're telling them anyway. Uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Thanks for stopping by.
1: Love you.